Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So I, Greg, I don't know if you saw, but I invited, like, if any of the Arsenal guys want to come on and talk, Matt Turner or whatever. Are you really inviting them on to talk Matt Turner or are you inviting them on to remind which day of the week their team plays this week? I mean, (laughs) can't have one without the other. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a champion's version of the Touchline Media Group, because while you may get this in your feed on Thursdays, we record on Tuesdays and Wednesdays because we are a serious program and a serious podcast, unlike some of our friends in, say, Manchester and the other part of North London. Uh, I am your host, uh, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. Uh, we are joined by panelists and all-around good guy, Josh Beninock. Um, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decides to put in, Paramount Plus. And uh, ideally, something related to liquor. Uh, it's also apparently being joined by my daughter. So I'm going to kick it over to uh, Napoleon Gregg to talk the lovely soccer that was and Josh for a moment. And ideally I will be back in a moment. Fingers crossed uh, that dear leader can make it back in a a little while. So Josh, um, you know, there's, there's a couple of uh, very interesting results uh, this past week, weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you have, I don't know if you have thoughts on the uh, Chelsea one, if you want to, you know, espouse those. Um, I of course am talking about, Leeds United, uh, absolutely embarrassing Liverpool, which I guess in <laughs> Liverpool's defense, they then, um, you know, had a get right gate. Like, have you ever heard the term get right game, uh, being used in the context of a team playing in the Champions League, like group stages? 
uh, against another top five league team. Like I watched some of that Liverpool Napoli game. And I I mean, it was close throughout most of the game and, and uh, you know, Liverpool didn't really pull away until I think Mo scored in like the 84th or something like that. And then Mm. Nunez added one like at the bell, but um, yeah. That was a get right game. And I was yeah. like, Jurgen Klopp is not messing around. He's like, oh no, 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 no. Like we're I need to make sure I keep my job. They're they're getting they're getting so hurt in the league that they have to find joy outside of the league. They can't they can't handle the the, the grunt of the league. So they have to find they have to do their get that their get right game and they have to find joy outside of the league. And so that that's what today was. Well, and the other funny part is, like, the get-right game should have been this weekend when you played Leeds, who is, let's be honest, going to be relegated. No, you know what? no, I, no, I no. disagree. I don't think so. Uh, and also, I think it's it's very funny. I'm back, by the way. Uh, I think it's very funny that they ah, decided... a ghost! <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not Halloween, but it could be. Um, I think it's very funny that they decided to do this against the Napoli team that decided not to rotate. Like Napoli absolutely had their guys and Liverpool was like, all right, all right. What if we win? It was a revenge game. Yeah, but that was also... Because if you remember the reverse, if you remember the reverse picture, uh, they they had some demons that they had to exercise in this game. And I I don't, honestly, I don't, I feel like, yeah, sure they won, but I don't think the damage wasn't as... It wasn't as bad as the 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 reverse picture, in my opinion. The psychological, yeah. I mean, Napoli yeah. looked really. Um, I actually thought Napoli stood a good chance of at least coming out of this with a tie. Yeah. Uh, Napoli's looked very dangerous in Europe so far. I will admit, I have not watched a single one of their Syria uh, matches, Nobody but like, does. yeah, no, they've they've looked incredibly dangerous in UCL. So I was kind of. Um, I was fully prepared for, especially like I kind of assumed that Liverpool was going to come out breathing fire, given what happened over the weekend. But I thought Napoli was going to be able to, you know, sneak away, uh, sneak away with a tie. I was, um, I mean, I guess it came in the 98th minute, but I was surprised that this the the difference was more than a goal in this one. So I think it was Rafa Benitez. I, I don't know for certain, but I think it was Benitez who said that basically the only time that Liverpool can be successful is in Europe because their fans don't get up for games in the premier league. And so like, they'll get up, like their fans will get up Anfield will get up for games, um, you know, midweek games and on, you know, they'll throw batteries at, at Pep, but like, <laughs> they're just, apparently it's like, it's a very quiet stadium on the weekend. Um, which again, he was a coach there. He, you know, a manager there, he can, he can opine, but yeah. I, I've always, like he said, like their biggest, their biggest advantage is that the re- return fixture at Anfield is a big pain in the ass, um, which is not necessarily always the case. Um, although I, I guess like we can talk about whether home field advantage matters or doesn't, um, you know, if we're going to talk about other games involving Premier League teams in the Champions League, um, hypothetically that happened today. I don't, I don't know if you guys want to talk about it. I mean, I I don't have to, but we, we can. I, I have words. I, <laughs> I have words. So if we want to, if we want to get into it, real can. quick before we get into that, then then like <laughs> I can I can definitely see Anfield not getting up for you know most Premier League matches. It's very very similar to you know what plagues Alabama year in and year out, and what Saban you know 
you can set your calendar to save and bitching it by the end of like September, early October, about how the students aren't supporting Alabama. It's like, well, yeah, because maybe not, you know, now because they're starting to come back down to earth. But for a while, it was like you're winning every game by 40 points. Hold this on. is very I wanna, boring. I want to be very clear that they are not coming back down to earth. They lost one game against Tennessee's best team in 24 years. And aside from that, they're they're Look, they struggled in their game without their Heisman quarterback. They still won. That they struggled in their game uh, against Texas's third string quarterback. They oh, like I keep forgetting the Texas yeah. game happened. <laughs> I'm not saying Alabama is bad. I'm not saying Alabama does not deserve to be in the top eight of college football. I'm just saying Alabama is not what they were in like 2009, 2013 when they had like yeah, the they're not world the, where they're just they're where the, they're the, the NFL Death factory. Star. Yeah. Uh, I do have a, I, I, I do have a question. Yeah, they're the dreadnought, not the Death Star. Ooh, right. Ooh. big step down. <laughs> uh, I, I do have a question for for local Texas correspondent uh, Josh. Um, does Alabama get to claim the state if they play TCU <laughs> in um, in the playoff and beat them? Because I think if you beat three teams in Texas, you're the state champion. Who's the Who's the other team? Oh, A and M. Camu. Yeah, yeah. They beat. They beat. Do they take- count? Should they count? I don't know. If they, I, I, I don't know if they have, count. have they have they been annexed by by Arkansas I, yet? <laughs> honestly, honestly, I don't even see them on the Texas map anymore. They're not. This they're is, not there. This is they're amazing. Visible. Texas Tech is just sitting in the corner, like, oh, oh guys, <laughs> we're really <laughs> flying uh, as, the radar here. As we speak, Texas El Paso and Rice are playing. So. Um, wait, is that happening now or is that happening on the weekend? I I don't know. Now that is a true Texas matchup. That's a tech, like you 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 can you can care about Texas football when you can tell me who plays on Texas El Paso. Okay. Um, a player, just one. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I I, I got to talk to uh to to the importance and beauty of Spurs. I mean, taking care of business, just. Straight up taking care of business. Is, is that what you want to call it? Uh, yeah, I'm going hey, to call it taking th- care of they're business. They're through. Yeah, they're through. Not only are they through, they topped the group. I'm sorry. The goal <laughs> is to finish number one in the group. Now, you can sit there and say that they looked like shit for of the 450 minutes or 540 minutes. They looked like shit for, ah, I don't know, 400 plus of them. <laughs> But and and I don't look at the group they were in. Just no, ignore that it's part. Fine. It's fine. No. Look, look. There was a group. The, you look at their group and you bold. say, you look at their group and you say, well, Tottenham should win that group. And Tottenham won that group. How <laughs> they got there. Not no, wait, we should, no, wait, it's not important. It's not important, right? Oh, look, at the end of the day, the goal is to win the group. They won the group. Yeah. What's the problem? Um, I, <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. I find it very funny that they and look. I don't want to get into the, like the Talmudic exegesis of the offside rule as it relates to that sporting game. Um, but the fact that they should have won on a last second winner, um, it was taken away from them. And then the next game, they were like, instead of being like, let's handle business in the first 45, see it let's out, it whatever. They're like, nah, fuck it, let's do it again. <laughs> let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> let's stick around do- for 85 minutes. <laughs> Can we do the exact same thing again? We can. What's crazy oh. is, is that like at a certain point, Tottenham winning last second bullshit games is starting to become like an identity across coaches. That Okay. So that is exactly what I was going to say. I was like, like so far Tottenham has made it, Tottenham has made it a thing where 
they play horribly throughout the game, but then somehow bullshit find a way end. to bullshit and claw back and win the game. And it is furious for a rival <laughs> fan. It's infuriating for a rival fan because, like, I want nothing more than to see your downfall. That's fair. But when you uh, hold on, hold on, me- hold on. <laughs> to be clear, a downfall implies that we have been to the top of something, <laughs> which Fair we enough. have not. <laughs> Fair enough. Like a gentle roll down the hill. Fine. Downfall. I mean. <laughs> Tripping and rolling backwards. Yeah. Um, but, but yes, yeah, continue. like y'all, y'all, have, y'all have found a way to win games where, you know, you should have won, you should have been winning, but somehow found yourself on the losing end and then came back. That's been that's been kind of a theme for y'all now. I mean, to be clear, this has been a thing. So I, I I'll admit my priors here. I've not been the biggest Tottenham fan forever. Um, you know, I started being a fan really probably in like 2015, 2016. So one of my first like high leverage crazy moments in midweek or, or Champions League was Lucas Mora. Yeah. And so like I didn't really like internalize the spursing it up or the cleansing of Tottenham uh-huh. yeah. until until later but like for me it was like oh this is this is the bullshit team <laughs> okay cool that 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 is fully within my my purview um I do want to say this and I do want to 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 speak on something a little bit um in every regard having the world cup in November is horrendous it's dumb it's bad for the players it's bad for the teams it's bad for the fans it is awful it's good for John Ham. Hyungmin Sun, it is good for John Ham. Hyungmin Sun may or may not be out for two months uh, with an orbital bone fracture, which yeah. is bad for South Korea. It's bad for him. But if it was going to happen, this was probably <laughs> the game to do it. Yeah, that's not, like, the right, that's not the right way of putting that. But yeah, like uh, South Korea is a lot less intimidating now in the world cup but tottenham doesn't really lose a step uh in either ucl or epl well, they, tables. They, they, they don't they don't they aren't hurt by ucl and they've been playing like shit on the weekend for three weeks regardless of whether sonny's there or not yeah so, but i think they have it and they th- i think they have an easy next uh i right? i think they play they play somebody there, i my, my daughter has my phone right now so i can't look it up there are no easy matches in the premier league guys <laughs> not, 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 not anymore <laughs> No, uh, that's not true. That's, and we can, that's not true. Brighton is Josh, an easy win. Josh, Josh, they have a very shut up. They have a very <laughs> easy win on the sixth coming up. You know who they play? Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. You know who Liverpool dumb. just lost to? Please. 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 This is easy dunks. Easy dunks. Um also, I, so, do you want do you guys want to talk about the, uh let's segue with this into the USMNT uh as best we can because I'd like to point out that uh how are we pronounce this? Victoria Pulsen? Pulsen? Uh, Pulsen, yes. Was in a group with Inter Milan, Bayern Munich, Barcelona. Not fun. Victoria had no chance, right? They're, you're going to get blown out three times. That sucks. You're so not, not going to be monar- monarchic. Regal. They had a minus 19 goal differential, uh, yeah. which, again, you kind of saw that coming. Yeah. I'm, not only pointing, I'm only pointing this out to point out that the Rangers had a minus 20 goal differential and Rangers features two USMNT pool players. Pool uh, players. They, I, I, I do want to be clear here. They, they're, they're pool players. Neither of these players will see the field in the World Cup, and James Sands won't be on the team. No, granted, Cameron Carter-Rickers is hurt. 
Um, and which means that we are now on our seventh choice center back. Ooh. It's so of the so so of the four that we could conceivably bring, Chris Richards hasn't played since August. Um Cameron Carter Victors is apparently out. Miles Robinson is out. Um I I I don't know, guys. I, does, does John Brooks still play for you? Uh, John John Brooks kicked uh, the coach's dog apparently, uh, and has not been invited back in months. Oh, wow. Um, also, just to be clear, CC uh, Cameron Carter's Vickers plays for the other the other Scottish, Scottish team. team. Correct. I was talking about uh, Malik Tillman and Malik James Tillman, Sands. James Sands, right? Yeah. So Malik Tillman will probably be on the on the on the team as in sort of that like a uh, Julian Green role. Like this dude's eighteen or nineteen, and we think that probably he's going to be a dude. Um, but he is not yet a dude. Uh, James Sands is just like a guy who, for some reason, continues to get paid to play this game. Um, he's better than me. Like, like, make no mistake. Like, he is better than me at soccer. Um, but like, it's he, you watch him and you say to yourself, like, like you know how like uh, the the best example I can give is like um, is is occasionally you'll watch a player in a sport that you don't fully understand because you never played it at a truly high level, and you'll watch him and you'll be like. I could probably do like 80% of that. And you couldn't, not, not ever, not once. Whatever. 8% of that. Right. Josh, you could like in, in, in defensive back, like you could watch a pro defensive back and be like, I can do 75% of that because you know, or you can say I can do 60% or whatever. Yeah. Watching James Sands is like when you watch someone bowling and you're like, if I put in 20 minutes of this a day for two weeks, I could probably bowl like this and you couldn't, (laughs) but James Sands is like, yeah, I could probably do, do a lot of that. I mean, he's not we that should <laughs> we should show we should show uh, tape of James Sands playing soccer to Anthony Edwards, the uh, you know the player yeah. on the Timberwolves, because Anthony Edwards is convinced with three weeks of training that he can throw high nineties fastballs. He can. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we just show him James Sands, he'd be like, "Yeah, two and a half weeks, I can, and I can do this." Yeah. <laughs> To, to, be be fair, fair. to be fair to Anthony Edwards, he's he's quite the athlete. I don't know. I, if I think seen... I think that yeah, if we you'll if buy we Popeyes. Had, yeah, if, if, <laughs> if we could have a what, what, how tall he's like six four, six five, six five. Yeah. If we could know, have everything, a, everything over five eleven is just huge to me. Yeah, we know. Um, <laughs> I I'm gonna let that. I'm one not go. tall. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let the the five eleven is huge. Um, five point one one. Anyways, um. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, like, if you told me that we were, were super out of center backs and we had to bring in Anthony Edwards to play or James backs, Sand or James Sands. <laughs> no way. In the Qatar one. No. But in a normal World Cup where we have a month and a half to train him. Consider it. I mean, you have to say, like, look, Anthony, <laughs> your job, your job is to play zone defense in the back. And if the ball gets near you, kick it don't care where it goes just that kick, way yeah just kick it kick that it. way kick it and like <laughs> if you're telling me like okay it, it's it's the same way that i feel about like the best soccer player we have like is, is who didn't play soccer is obviously alan iverson just because he was 5'11 and balanced and and quick yeah, and fast and quick. was a vampire who didn't need to take breaks but like there's a part of me that wonders like would ed reed have been one of the great center backs of all time because like he's just sitting back watching the field and just like reading the game, let him break on the ball. And like, yeah, yeah he did that a lot. <laughs> so let's, that brings, that brings a, I'd like to pose a question to the group then. What, how far down the center back depth chart do we have to go until we actually get to Chad Ochocinco? 
nine guys, man. ten guys. So he's I, trained. He's yeah, trained he with the crew trained. before. Yeah. I think I think the, the question you have to ask yourself is like, do we have to play a high line? Josh, you might not know the internal joke here, but Tim Ream, starter and captain of a Premier League side playing center back, can't play for the U.S. men's national team because, and I quote, we want to play a high line and that's not his strong suit, end quote. So if we are only playing a high line, that means that there is a certain level of technical ability that we do not care about. Because what we're saying to ourselves is, doesn't really matter, just be fast. Can At run, which point, yeah. what I would say is, bring him in. <laughs> because look, Terrell like, Owens is still dusting people at 50. I'm just saying. No, well, I, I don't want, I, I need someone who can backpedal. I need someone who can break on the game. Give me just safeties. Just give me safeties. <laughs> like I, I, I want, I want a series of cover three slash cover one free safeties. That's all I want. Just read the game, break on the ball. If you see people well, running, call them the, the single highs. The yeah. single high safety that can break either way of the field. Yeah. yeah. So, so like the, the, obviously Ed Reed is like the, the like best um, explanation of this, but like there are a ton, there are a lot of people who do this job. Um, it's become less common in the post Mahomes era, post Mahomes, post Mahomes, um, <laughs> because, because cover two is a thing, but yeah. literally haha Clinton Dix would be the best center back of all time. <laughs> he's not technical he would not be able to make a, a pass out to the wings he would not be able to get the ball to the fullbacks he would not be able to get the ball to the six he could not progress play but if your job if your thought process was i am going to make sure that we do not die in transition and on 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 crosses and on other sort of set plays he will end things it's just pick pick a bama safety i don't care which one <laughs> Lewis Seen from, from, from Georgia. Pick him. What you don't even gray shirts. You have, like, he has extra safeties. <laughs> he can just take one of those. I mean, like, <laughs> would it be the worst thing in the world for us to, at this point, again, like, when we have our best, when we have our best, I'm not, it's, you know, Miles Robinson is better than whatever Alabama safety you have right now. But we're down the list. We're down the list. We're, we're not Damn. at Miles. We're not at John Brooks. We're not at Tim Reed. We're not at Cameron Carter-Vickers. We're not at... <laughs> Literally, I can keep going. <laughs> just, wow. justice for justice for Tim Tim Ream. Justice for Tim Ream. Justice for yeah. Tim Ream. Um, but I think I think like just just on the James Sands question and on the Cameron Carter Vickers question and just like what we're doing with the center back situation. Um, I I do want to give a nice comment to our uh, the other team in London who we haven't mentioned from the Premier League. I guess there's two more in the Premier League, but West Ham. Uh, there's there's a few. There's London a few, teams. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Um, you but, have an entire country. Yeah. Technically, I think you have two cu- entire countries. I think like five. There's, there's yeah, a few. Yeah, I no, guess there's, there's no like Welsh Premier League. No, I think there are. There's a Wel- there's, there's a Welsh team, but they're not in yeah. the Premier League. No, oh, isn't Card- Cardiff is in Wales, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So they're part of the English football pyramid. Is there yeah, a nationalism are... issue there? Yes, uh, Swansea. Scotland... Swansea. Swansea is. Yeah. Yeah. They include Wales. Yeah, in but the like English EPL, they do not yeah. include Scotland or either of the Irelands. Right. Well, I, I think that there's probably reasons for Scotland or either of the Irelands stemming back to oh, I don't know, literally 1970s. all of that. Eighteen seventies, seventeen seventies, sixteen oh five, sixteen thirty. There was a large ten ninety five. Like. Pick a year and I can tell you why north of Hadrian's Wall, you don't want to do it. <laughs> um, 
as for the folks across the, the sea, either way, not a big fan. Um, but I, I do want to give the flowers a little bit to our friends uh, over over in, in the red part of North London, um, because their loanee, Austin Trusty, um, starting game in, game out for um, for the Peaky Blinders' favorite team, Birmingham City. Um, I, I, Tommy Shelby's favorite team, presumably. Did we ever figure out if they would be if they would have been Birmingham City or Wolves fans? I think we said Birmingham City because I think we looked at the we looked at location the map. of the stadium. Yeah, we looked. Yeah. We we literally looked at a map to try and figure out like where um where the allegiances of the Peaky Blinders would fall in nineteen whatever it is twenty four. Unsurprisingly, Alfie Solomon's would have been a Tottenham fan. Yeah. Also, I'd like to point out that we did this like in peak quarantine, so we had the time. We did have the time. Um, <laughs> so, but but I I think like the the Austin Trusty thing, who's he's a natural left footed center back. He is fast. He is athletic. He's playing game in game out in the championship. Like, I don't know, guys. Like maybe. Maybe give him a look. Maybe see if he's... I don't know, man. This this is... I know we're, like, we're tongue-in-cheek here, but, like, this is pretty close to the end to bring in somebody that say, hasn't been I in school at yeah. all. Just to be clear, by the time you're listening to this, dear listener, um, it will be less than a week away from the announcement of the uh, roster uh, at, like, 5 p.m. on ESPN2. It's, like, a very weird decision. Um, and I want to talk about that. Like the announcement of the roster to the people who give a shit, huge deal, huge deal. Five o'clock on ESPN two is where you put respectfully on Wednesday, respectfully five o'clock on ESPN two on a Wednesday is where you put Western Michigan versus, versus Ohio. Like, like this is not prime time. So like, don't do it. Right. Like just this, this show could have been an email, but just like, (laughs) Well, not like this show could have been an email, but like we've seen, think about how the different ways that we've seen like NFL teams announce their schedule. Yeah. Funny tweets. Very well produced videos or like there are ESPN is not the only, it's not the only, and is not the primary uh, broadcast for like soccer in America. Like that would be, that would be uh, Fox who is running the world cup. Yeah. So like, Although, Fox couldn't have been on that one. I, I do have a question about this. Like, and I, again, this is probably a good time to bring this up because we're getting. No, John Hamm is not actually Santa Claus. There is a real Santa Claus. He's in the North Pole. John Hamm is just an actor portraying Santa Claus. We cleared it. We got that now. We're good. Um, two things. One, okay, that's fine. Two, I think he. I does think that he mean, is. Does that mean that John Hamm wishes as Santa Claus? wished for what John Hamm is most known for from Santa Claus, or did that just happen by accident? No, I think, yeah, that had to have been like a, that had to have been pre-thought. Pre-thought. Okay. Um, no, here's my question. Um, Fox and Fox News and the whole Fox ecosystem, right? So soccer in America specifically has like a really long history, unfortunately, that needs to be fixed of like really prizing a certain type of white guy right like our 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 best players who are who are not um white tend to hate us darlington nagby should have been the best american midfielder of all time he refuses to play for the national team um there is no shortage of mexican-american players 
who looked at the USSF and said, I'm going to go not play on Mexico's World Cup team rather than play on America's. Like, yeah, that's, there are, there well, are, that's there an indictment. That's an indictment. Right? Julian Harajo should be on America's U.S. Men's National, uh, on, on their World Cup roster. He is not part of the provisional Mexico roster. Yep. And, uh-huh. and look, like, there, there's some serious soul searching that needs to go on. Period. That's true. That's not like, I'm not arguing anything. That's just like a fact. Um, we have that. Fox is the primary broadcaster of the World Cup. So of Fox's chosen primary demographic, are you, are you hoping that they like really glamp on to Christian Pulisic, whose nickname and certain parts of the internet is Magadana? Or are you saying to yourself, or are you saying to yourself, uh, this is this is a, a a a sissy sport for Europeans, and you can't get them. Like, is the hope that you can get them by saying, like, look up top, we 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 have we have Brendan Aronson. He's a he's a good young American boy, and like not not like actually promoting your best players who are you know Weston McKinney and Tim Weah and Ricardo Pepe and all of those types of guys who maybe you know Fox News doesn't really want to promote. I'm just if, I'm just asking a question. <laughs> if if their if their goal is to is to try to get engagement from their from their normal demographic, then yes, you are correct. <laughs> uh, and and all I have to say about that, all I have to say about that is, just don't because Americans like look look. If I've learned anything about racist Americans, particularly in the South, they will forgive a lot of racism in exchange for wins. Right? <laughs> I know people who support Alabama who who also support Trump. But if you gave them a choice between Donald Trump and Bryce Young, it'd be like, well, Donald Trump ain't never beat Auburn. So I was gonna say, you don't even have to come up with oh, hypotheticals. God. We're literally doing this in Georgia. Herschel Walker, yeah. Like Herschel Walker more. is a real test Herschel case, Walker yeah. is a real test case, is a like serious candidate for US Congress because he could because he could run the football really well. But really well. Incredible. Like, to be clear, really well. Really well. Um, Up until so, like, about 1989. When you get t- traded? Uh, 19, 1989. And he is responsible for your worst friends being fans of the Cowboys. Yeah. Maybe we, so, should, maybe we should judge all of our um, country's leaders by how well they can run the football. I think that we would much be much better off. <laughs> I think so, too. I, I mean, like, look, like, like, if you wanted to do it, like who's the best, like, like you can go back through, like, are, are we sure that Yair Bolsonaro can, can take a, a, a ball off tackle? No dude's in the hospital no. with COVID. He can't run the ball. He took a nap when he lost the election. He couldn't even handle losing the election. He went immediately to sleep. Um, That's not a joke. He actually, when they told him, yeah, you lost. He immediately went to his room, shut himself in his room, went to sleep and then fled the palace the next morning. To be Did clear, not pack any of his shit up just left. Hold on. To be clear, that's awesome. <laughs> you lost. Well, all right. Let's well, go rest. Where, where are you going? to get the fuck out of here. I, and also, by the way, um, he didn't go take a nap. I, I, I've been a, a, a man in a depressed moment. When you say you're going to take a nap and you close the door for a couple hours, well, you're not going to take a nap. You're going to do some other things. Like, for example, watch Arsenal, but not on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Everybody, uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> 
do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably, Chelsea, no, PSG, come on, Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us, and more, fired, in soccer's biggest (laughs) club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, we'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on, on Paramount+, Plus, but they're not going to advertise for that. Golazzo. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, I'm now inspired for a moment about historical leaders and their ability to establish the run. I know that this is the soccer half of the podcast, but like, I'm just like thinking this through. Um, Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford obviously would run the ball. Um, He would fall over personally because he was an offensive lineman, but, um, but I I think he would want to establish the run. Um, I, I get a, a very, very clear sense that, um, that Jimmy Carter would not, and that's why he would fail. Um, If I, you know, I, I, I I see him as, as a guy who's like, no, we're going to, we're going to try to, we're going to try to uh, stretch. We're going to try to establish the pass on the outside because we really want to spread it around evenly and make everybody, you know, do the thing. I, I don't know why this he is just Brown, but I was going to say, you just sound like Mac Brown after two drinks. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I'm like, puffy coat, puffy coat. I like my puffy coat. Uh, <laughs> Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, definitely a rock toter. He wants oh, to run so. the ball. He wants power, yeah. power, power, power. Yeah, yeah. No, power. No. But, but, but to be, to be fair, um, like you have to remember that he he's coming from the old Big Eight, right? Like he's he would have yeah. grown up with Arkansas in the old Big Eight. So like you're running you're running some version of the veer or the or the wishbone um, yep, if yeah. you're if you're hoping to do anything of of, of note. Um, I do want to say I do want to say um, George W. Bush would run the shit out of the ball, but <laughs> yeah, well past the time when it was time to stop, right? <laughs> like like he's established the run. The run has been established, and then you're like. And then he's like, he looks at the, the field and is like, no, 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 we, we got to keep establishing the run. And all of his advisors, well, maybe not his advisors, but some advisors are saying, hey, maybe it's time to leave, you know, like pass the ball elsewhere. And he was like, nope, we are establishing the run up the middle. It's like, what if we ran outside? We're establishing the run right up the middle, probably slightly to the right, just for purposes here. Um, I, I, I think that, that Barack Obama That's, would tell you that he's going to George. I'd like to I'd like to just say that George Bush, uh, George H. 
W. Bush. No, George. Papa, Papa or, or Junior? No, George. Yeah, George W. Bush. Uh, he's going to be like golf when Sean McVay took golf to the Super Bowl. Uh, he's only going to be listening to the microphone inside of his helmet tell him exactly what to do, and he is just going to do it. Right. Uh, I will let you imagine who the voice inside the microphone inside his helmet is, but that's all he's going to do. Best case scenario. <laughs> it's uh, his dad? No, best case scenario, I would say of, of, his, of his folks, like best case scenario, it would have been like, you know, a Buckley of some sort. Worst case scenario, it's yeah, or <laughs> you can just keep going. Yeah, no, no, it's Rose. Henry Kissinger. Yeah, um, who's still alive, by the way? Somehow, um, dude, we dude. need we need Cassianos to homer in this World Series because I think it is the only power strong enough to finally kill Henry Kissinger. Um, possible. Yeah, I, I guess we don't know. I do want to point out here that Darth Vader was based on Henry Kissinger. Um, Darth Vader canonically died at the age of forty-eight. Um, Henry Kissinger is like 90. So even, I think, he, I think he's older. Yeah. Even George Lucas in his worst possible outcome was like, dude's going to die at 48. Like you cannot live with this much evil coursing through your veins. And Kissinger was like, watch me. I, I, I I'm not going to do his accent because that will turn very quickly into a bad accent. But, um, I think Barack Obama would tell you that he's going to establish the run. He, he would win the press conference. He would tell you, we're going to run the ball. We're going to establish the run. We're going to you know, tote the rock. And then like midway through the first game, he starts going air raid. And you're like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we voted for a certain thing and you're doing something else. Why are you doing that? No, no, no. He's going to do exclusively play action. So you think that he's still going to run the that's, ball that, and then it. he's going to throw the right. ball. Yeah. And like one time he like, he runs flea flickers all the time. Like he's 2021 Michigan state. And you're like, we're running. Fuck. Why aren't we running the ball? <laughs> um, <laughs> Joe Biden was going to run the ball. He forgot. And, um, <laughs> Donald Trump obviously um, is playing baseball. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not the game we're playing here. <laughs> um, what the game is that we're playing here is supposed to be soccer. I don't know how we got on this one, but uh, <laughs> um, in terms, I don't of think Donald Trump can play soccer either. So no, that's fair. Um, and his fan base wouldn't like it, so you don't really need to cater to them. Um, Anyways, um, so uh, it, it is worth noting that uh, a number of other players are hurt right now. And this is why, like, having the World Cup be where, when it is and where it is, is a huge, huge problem. Um, yeah. Josh Sargent's hurt. Um, Weston McKinney's hurt. Yep. Uh, Luca Della Torre's hurt. Uh, yep. Serginio Dest is hurt, although he's probably back. Um, Jedi is perpetually hurt. Um, and Gio is perpetually, Gio hurt. Is perpetually hurt and Tim way only now is starting games for the first time all year. Um, so, you know what I'm thinking now? I'm thinking maybe Pulisic not playing as much is preservation for the world cup and not so much him not being he's, in favor he's with the himself. Yeah. Like he's yeah. actually wow. <laughs> wow. That yeah. is the most chessy hour slappy <laughs> bullshit spin I've ever heard. No, no, Thomas Tuchel. I don't want to play until the 67th minute. I need to save myself so America can go over three in the group stage at the World Cup. One, and then not only one, two, and ten. Not, not only did he convince Thomas Tuchel while trying to save his job to do that. Then he gets Graham Potter, who again is probably in over his head, comes in and he's like, no, 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 like, I know I'm one of your better attacking players, but you're going to have to like 
figure out how to go without me until like January because I've got a commitment in in Qatar. Hey, he knows where his priorities lie. What can I say? Look, his <laughs> his employer is not Chelsea. I want to be very clear here. His employer is not Chelsea. It's Nike. Was, Nike Puma. or Puma or whatever. Puma. Yeah. Puma. And and ultimately it's Fox because like <laughs> let's let's look long term here, right? Like he's he's yeah. not going to he's, he's He's, he's, it's Fox, right? Like he's going to end up being a very the pathway, problematic. The pathway is there. Yeah, the pathway he, is there. Yeah, he's going to end up being a very problematic congressman from like Pennsylvania's seventeenth district. Uh, and you're going to say to yourself, like, ah, right, I remember him. Oh, I dear. remember him. <laughs> oh dear. Um, and so the uh, the, uh, the 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 hope is that maybe Christian, you know, is ultimately healthy. Um, Aronson and and Adams both appear to be healthy and playing uh, really well, which is yeah. super nice. Um, I, I've been I've been um, impressed with Aronson at Leeds. Aronson, I'll, I'll tell you what I and and I you know on this podcast like we try very hard to acknowledge our bullshit and when we're wrong about things. I no. was wrong. I, I'm never wrong. <laughs> I, I definitely, wrong. I definitely did not say that Jimbo Fisher was going to get bought out and go to LSU almost exactly a year ago today. Uh, <laughs> and that was definitely the correct. Yeah, I was right. hundred percent. That's actually what happened. Uh, Brian Fisher. Kelly is the Brian Kelly is the one struggling at, at Texas A&M right now. You know, um, you're just looking at them from a weird angle. It's just, just yeah. Right. Um, so, but, but I, I will say this, um, Brendan Aronson being technically able enough and strong enough to not get his shit kicked in day in, day out in the Premier League is wild to me because he is not a strong kid and he is not technically gifted. Like his whole thing is that he's like a super try hard workhorse, runs around, has he's run more. I think like someone has it like he's run more in the Premier League than anybody else. And yeah, it's not by like really close. I'm saying it's by like three miles. Like, like it's like God. it's like half a kilometer a game. Um, and, and, and like, it sort of works. It works. Like, like, do you know what, do you know what it reminds me of? Like, you know how, um, in the NBA, and of course this is not a basketball podcast, but in the NBA, there are certain teams that overperform in the, in the regular season because they just try really hard. Like, um, the, the, the best example I can think of recently is you remember like three or four years ago, the New York Knicks just tried the shit out of every game and they got like the fourth seed and then lost in the first round because they were actually not very good. (laughs) <laughs> um, but they just tried really, really hard. Um, and that's what I think is, is happening with Aronson and Adams to a certain extent is like, they're just trying really hard. And like, if you're like, just to use an example, just hypothetically, if you're say Trent Arnold, Alexander, Trent Alexander, Arnold, I don't know. <laughs> Alexander Arnold. Yeah. TAA. Um, yeah. you lose to Leeds. I don't have to learn your name. Yeah. Those are the rules. Trent, uh, do you really want to deal with this from this fucking leads attacker for 90 minutes? Like you really want to be chasing him around? Like, look, all of us here have played organized sports in some fashion, right? And every one of us has been defending someone or, or, or in a situation where you're like, I'm not for, for me, it's like, I'm not chasing you out to the three point line. I just don't (laughs) think you're going to do anything positive if you even get the ball. So I'm just going to hang out and not chase you. And if you get the ball and you shoot it and you make it fine, I'll live with that. (laughs) <laughs> and I think that Brendan Aronson is just like an encapsulation of looking across the AAU court and saying, that guy's not going to do it to us. <laughs> He's just not. And look, there's usually a racial component in, in basketball. In this, it's a, it's a nationality component. It's like, this American is not 
gonna humiliate us at Anfield. So like, it's fine. And Virgil van Dyke, or as, as our, our parent company likes to call him, Virgil van Delegate, um, as he is wont to be. He, like when he doesn't give a shit, he doesn't give a shit. The problem is, is that Brendan Aronson sort of makes you give a shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like by his running around, like he's sort of like, oh, fuck. All right, fine, fine, fine. But like doing that for 90 minutes against the team who sucks is hard. Like mentally <laughs> difficult. Like you think that the hard games, it's like, it's, it's, it's the reason why Leeds are, are only successful against Chelsea and Liverpool and, and Spurs. Because like other teams are like, we cannot take Leeds for granted. We're not that good in the first place. But for those teams, they're like, fuck it, it's Leeds. Like it's, they're not going to do anything to us. And then they do because they try really hard. Um, Tyler <laughs> Adams, by the way, being second in the league in line breaking passes is wow. hilarious to me. That's like, awesome. It's awesome. He, it's it's like someone was was tweeting out. I think it was Bob Morocco who is um around. I, I actually don't know what his actual thing is, but I, I know he's been on scuffed a couple of times. Um, but he he was sharing a like a a, a graphic, and it's like uh players by like whether you receive progressive passes or make progressive passes, and. Um, Tyler Adams is like firmly in that upper left corner of he never receives the ball in a progressive set spot, but he makes a ton of those. And Brendan Aronson is in like the complete inverse spot. So like, it's very clear that it's like, oh, their entire offense is, is Tyler passes to Brendan and that's the (laughs) offense. And hypothetically, and like, I don't hate the idea of just like recreating what certain clubs do at the clubs for our team. Like hypothetically, if we had a center back and a left back, who played together in the premier league relatively successfully, you think that they could do that on the international level? Yeah. Maybe, maybe Tim Ream would be useful I, next to Jedi yeah. Robinson. Maybe like they, no. they do it week in week out. No, you definitely Probably don't want to try. You definitely don't want to try and bring some of your like club chemistry to your country. That's an absolutely horrible idea because like the country teams, obviously all practice together all the time throughout the year. So they have ongoing chemistry and you don't want to interrupt that. Because it does, it's not like you only have like two week periods, like three times a year in order to develop chemistry. That would okay. be really dumb. I need to, I need to, to go off on a tangent because this has been so focused to begin with. Now? So I watched the, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, so I was watching the Redeem Team documentary on uh, Netflix last night, um, which was very interesting for a lot of reasons. Mostly the manner in which they retroactively made it seem like LeBron was a superhero about four years before he was. Um, and they, 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 they created this narrative was like, who was going to be the alpha? Was it was it going to be LeBron or Kobe? LeBron or Kobe? I was, was there. Mello, wasn't it? Me, no, no, Mello was there, but like they 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 set up in the documentary that it was like, is it LeBron or Kobe? Because they were like echoing the dream team thing about Michael and Magic, like who was oh, the yeah. actual alpha, who was the actual alpha, and with the dream team there was a question because they because Michael was coming off of his second title, but Magic had five and was still right there, and he's coming off AIDS. It was a question, blah blah blah. I was there in two thousand eight. LeBron led teams lost in 2004 and 2006, and they had to go get dad, Kobe, to come save their asses. There was no question about who was in charge. And at the end of that Spain game, there was no question about who was in charge. Now, the reason I bring that up is because they, they made a big point about how um, international basketball teams, specifically in America, didn't spend all that much time together. And our international soccer teams, especially in the post-COVID era, we were playing a ton of minutes together over and over and over again. What I'm wondering is, are we now overvaluing that, that chemistry at the expense of 
okay, this guy is hurt, right? Miles Robinson, if Miles Robinson was healthy, he would be starting and he wouldn't come off the field and that would be fine. He is hurt. So like you had six months to integrate someone and you didn't, and you had the opportunity and you didn't. And so I think like Burhalter like probably looked at it like, I mean, it's, 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 when did he get hurt? He got hurt in like March or April of this year. April, May, like April, that. May. And he was probably like, well, it's May of a world cup here. I'm not going to bring in a new center back, but you could have, like you did have the opportunity. So well, yeah, I think that, that thinking makes sense in any year besides the year of Tim right. Tebow's Lord 2022. Right. So I think, I think like the, the, the idea that like, we're, we're sitting here with no center back depth um, is, is incredibly irritating. Also um, Reggie Cannon is just a, a center back now. I don't know if you guys saw that Boa Vista um, has him playing as like in a two, like in a four back as just a center back now. So this dude at the age of 23 got the move that a lot of players get when they're like 33. Yep. When they're like, Oh, you've lost this step. Let's move you inside. Right. Like in, in, in basketball, you go up a position, right? You, you were a shooting guard. Now you're small forward in football. It's like, you were a slot receiver. Now you're cut in, in, <laughs> <laughs> corner, corner safety is another one right it's like it's right like charles woodson is like charles woodson you're an outside corner you're a safety <laughs> nickelback you're on cbs <laughs> <laughs> possession, possession receiver put on about 15 pounds you're a tight end now you're a tight end right um and, and, tight and end, so, put on 50 pounds you're a guard you're a tackle uh and, and so whatever now, right uh and now we're in a situation where um Reggie Cannon at the old age of 23 has been kicked inside 24 24. kicked kicked inside uh, to play uh, as a center back, but just that kind of helps us sort of helps us like dude knows how to play center back, which is useful because um, we don't have that many right now. Um, But so, so in, in terms of the uh, obviously dear listener, we are recording before the Wednesday games. Um, I think uh, Christian will probably play a lot in a game that's meaningless because that's the way that Chelsea works. Um, because heaven forbid Mason Mount have to prove himself. You know, he's just, he's just always good. Uh, can, can, can someone get me some stats on Mason Mount and whether or not he's good or sucks? Because I think he sucks. Um, anyways. No, good, no comment. No comment. <laughs> Mason Mount sucks. Like, I, I don't know whether like there's like a. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting stats. Does Mason Mount. <laughs> We're just looking this up now. Suck. Uh, the first check, the first autocomplete was Does Mason Mount have a child? Does he? Uh, let's see. I don't think FIFA, so. I didn't click on that one. FIFA forums. Mason Mount is awful. Reddit. People oh are mad God. that Chelsea fans correctly say that Mason Mount sucks. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't. I'll be honest. As a as a Chelsea fan and somebody who watches Chelsea a lot, I, I don't think he's a bad player. But I just don't think he's as good as some Chelsea fans think he is. Do you I, think that? I feel like. Wait, wait, wait! The best one on Chelsea on Facebook. Chelsea, the official Chelsea Facebook uh, thing, wished him a happy twenty first birthday. And the first comment is. Why are you wishing him a happy birthday? He's shite. (laughs) I I gotta tell you, like, I do love that element of fandom where it's like, why would you be nice to him? He's shitty at his job. (laughs) Like, why does... Look, you're a shitty data programmer, but we still get you a cake for your birthday. (laughs) Um, 
I, I don't think any of the people who are calling Mason Mount shite uh, on Facebook are data programmers. They are nope. almost, almost Lorry, certainly... Lorry drivers. <laughs> I, I, was, I was going to say uh, long haul truckers. Uh, <laughs> I said the British version. The British version of long haul truckers. Um, so the, the other thing that I would like to mention here um, is that uh, conveniently for Greg Berhalter, Jordan Pifok, um going through it right now sort of sucks. Yeah. Going through it. Um, Florin Balligan, uh, who is a, a, a guy uh, who's on loan from Arsenal to, I think, Ren, Rain, whatever, in France. Um, he's killing it, and he's still, like, technically American. So um, Is he really? I, yeah, he was born in New York. Ooh. So, um, like, I, I just, this is another one of those things where it's like, I don't know, just, like, call him up. What else is he doing? He's got the time off. Just bring him in. Yeah, I think I think they should. I think they should too. Like I think yeah. like if, if you have a choice between Jesus Ferreira and Florin Balogun, like <laughs> I don't know. I, I, and look, like I, I understand there are elements of Stetson Bennett the fourth or literally any of the five guys that they've tried to replace him with, and I can name some of them for you, like Juan Mathis or JT Daniels or Jamie Newman. That's three of them. There's two more. Um, <laughs> And like, I understand there's an element of that. Like me, like trying to be like, Hey, let's play the five-star instead of the guy who's been here, but we're not winning a national title with our defense. So no. we might need a five-star to go do some shit. And does not go do some shit. I say we're being honest. <laughs> we're not making the playoffs with our current no. <laughs> quarterback. No, our current, well, there, there's a, there's a universe in which we could construct a team that works. It just um, relies on our coach playing a formation that, literally the entire universe uses except for us right like like greg berhalter has looked at the 433 and said hmm yes this is the way to go because he stopped learning in 2007 um <laughs> and like there's a reason why a lot of people run a 4231 and it's it's because it 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 allows you to do some shit but he greg looked at the world and he said no more nah. no more <laughs> and like he looked at, like, i i seriously believe that he stopped learning the moment that Pep dropped Bessie deep. Cause he was like, Oh, that was super cool. I should do that. <laughs> and he like, it's like, it's like one of those things where it's like when people attempt to uh, mimic the, the um, Bama defense where they're like, I'm going to run rip Liz cover three pattern match. And then they fail. And they're like, why did it fail? Nick Saban, such a good coach. And cause it's like, it's not actually the defense guys. It's it's the guys. <laughs> you ain't got the horses, man. You ain't, you ain't, yeah. yeah. You ain't got the horses. It, it's like, if you want to look at like, oh, like let's actually run some bullshit. It's not like a messy false nine. No, it's like, fuck you. We're running a four, four, two and we're countering to hell. Deal with it. <laughs> like deal with it. We have two yeah. attackers. What do you want to do? We have eight behind the ball. Like that's the way that you actually would do this. It's not like we're not doing three in the back. No, no. We're just going to run a four, four, two. Like we're England in the nineties. Right. Um, oh, hold on. I have how'd, to talk wait. How'd that turn out? How'd that turn out? England in the nineties, uh, renowned power, right? They won about as much as America's going to win. Oh. Um, I mean, I'm just saying, um, but I, I do want to say this, Michael Owen, who um, I'm sure all of our listeners know, but if you don't, he was like a very, very good attacking forward uh, in the two thousands for among other teams, Liverpool. Um, he said today or yesterday that if he were, if he were, in his prime, he would be worth about Kylian Mbappe money. And a whole bunch of people over at our, our 
senior leadership, specifically those of them who who, who work for a certain cop end fraca. Well, like, let's not. No. Let's, you're throwing around the term leadership a lot here. The folks over at cop end uh, had a couple of tweets like, "No, he's right. You just you lot just don't remember. You just don't remember." And this is one of those moments where I have to tell you that um, the best players in the 80s, 90s, 2000s in any sport could probably do it, right? Like Joe Montana could probably be a, a, a functional quarterback in 2020. Um, you know, Michael Jordan would still be a, 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 a version of Michael Jordan, right? Mark Price wouldn't. And Michael Owen was fucking Mark Price. Mark <laughs> Price was an all-star. Hey, hey, what he does in his private life is none of your business. He's allowed to fuck whoever he wants. And apparently it's Mark <laughs> Price. Um, but... Oh, I, Allegedly, allegedly, don't oh, <laughs> allegedly. Um, I can't wait to find out that Mark Price is the only former athlete that listens to this podcast. Yeah, it's like of all people, it's like Mark Price is going to be like, "Hey guys, that was that was a little out." It was of super, <laughs> un- super uncool. Like, ah, oh, you're right, Mark Price. I'm sorry, Mark Price. Sorry. I won't ever do it again, Mark Price. Uh, do you still live in Cleveland, Mark Price slash Indianapolis? <laughs> I don't know where he played. He was he was on a know. team that played the Pistons a lot. Um. The point is, is that Michael Owen, you would not be worth killing and Bobby money. You would be worth approximately, give or take, Matthew Hoppy money. Declan Rice money? No, Declan Rice isn't worth, Declan Rice Rice is worth money. a lot of money. Yeah. I know, that's what I'm saying. Declan Rice is worth, like, it's, it's fascinating to watch, like, the narrative of, of Declan Rice. It's like, because who is pumping him up? It's not West, like, like who in the, the media, like, stratosphere is like, this is the guy who's worth 120 million pounds. It's Reckland Dice. Reckland Dice. Like, it's, like, it's like there's one lone agent out there who's just like, hey, that Declan Rice is probably going to go for 100 million. <laughs> and like every single, every single guy at a, at a big six club is like, no. <laughs> that guy's great. <laughs> uh, like, like he, he fires his agent and, and, and picks up a puppeteer so he can throw his voice. It's like someone's, Someone said that Declan Rice was the best six in the league. I heard that too. Should now I'm just imagining. Now I'm just imagining a bunch of like mid-table Premier League guys taking up ventriloquism and just to be like, <laughs> "I think Declan Rice should make more money." <laughs> and it's like, I love it. I like make no mistake because I'm going to just love the shit out of it when inevitably, because it's going to be them when inevitably. Liverpool pays $100 million <laughs> for Declan Rice because Fabinho sucks and they need a new six and Declan Rice is just hanging out. I, also, I, wa- I want to say this. The fact that um, Eric Ten Hag or Ralph Ragnick or whoever is in charge or was in charge at Manchester United didn't go out and get Calvin Phillips last, last um, winter or, or, or Liverpool, like either the fact that those two sides didn't go out and get Calvin Phillips and watching Calvin Phillips sit in Manchester City just like cash and checks yeah. is yeah. wild. Yeah. Like, also, I'm really excited for um, Chelsea because it's going to be Chelsea. So I apologize, Josh. Chelsea spending $100 million or 100 million pounds on uh, Jude Bellingham. So get very excited for that. I don't think I don't think we're, we're going to get him. I think he's going to end up in Madrid. You think so? Real Madrid, yeah. I mean, that'd be when I think in of, its own way. When I think of not having a budget, the first place my brain goes is Real Madrid. They're, I mean, they're running, they're running a, a monopoly on all the best young uh, central midfielders now. I, I just, I, I, I don't think 
that a prime English talent is going to go to Spain. Like who's yeah, the so. last, who's the last one you can think of? Like it's well, cause it, the, cause the Spanish don't, the, uh, the, the big Spanish clubs don't rate English players like that. I mean, the last one that I can think of, who was like a huge move who was British. No, it was Bale. Oh yeah. Gareth Bale. Gareth yeah, Bale but... would have been the yeah. last one. And Gareth Bale was like, I, I, and I say this as a Tottenham fan. I want you to look at the records Tottenham had with Gareth Bale and without Gareth Bale. And I want you to look at the records that Real Madrid had without Gareth Bale and with Gareth Bale. And you will notice an interesting trend about the impact yeah. that Gareth Bale has on a team, which is to say, <laughs> I'm not saying he's bad. He's good. He's really good. He's just like at that level of soccer, he is a replacement level winger. Like you, you can have also, you other can also guys look at like Real Madrid uh, with Gareth Bale playing versus Gareth Bale injured, not just like before and after. Right. Yeah. So, no, no. So, there, there's thing. an easier test case, right? Like you just like, yeah. do we need like, Gareth Bale is a great example of like, do we need a Gareth Bale? And your mom being like, we have a Gareth Bale at home. And the Gareth Bale at home is like Eric Lamella. And you're like, <laughs> the worst Gareth Bale, but you're like, fine. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you put enough ketchup and mustard and mayo on it. It's pretty much the same thing. Like, same thing. <laughs> um, obviously I use Eric Lamella because he was, he was the guy who was brought in to replace Gareth Bale and he did not, but, uh, no. but, but we try. And also, Word so we'd also like to point out that like in this specific example, Eric Lamella was in fact, not the Gareth Bale you have at home. Just no, so we're all on the same page. The Gareth Bale you had at home, just to be clear in this scenario was um, some version of Lucas Mora, Hyung Min Son um, and uh, Christian Eriksen playing out of position. Like that's more I, or less. No, honestly, the Gareth Bale you have at home is still probably Gareth Bale. The Gareth Bale you have at home right <laughs> now is Carlos Nela. Or Christian Arango. <laughs> like, just like to be clear, like LAFC is making a run to the, the MLS Cup um, without the Gareth Bale without, they okay. have. <laughs> yeah. um, we we shout, shout out, shout out. Not uh, that big of a loss. Yeah, they're still going to win. I mean, I would like, oh, you, you all want to hear some bullshit. So that game, the MLS Cup is on uh, Saturday, um, the, the, uh, the 5th. Is the 5th of Saturday? Yeah, the 5th. Yes, um, yeah, correct. And there's a USC home game. So you can't park at the LAFC stadium. You have to park at the Dodgers stadium and take a bus, which means that they are not allowing tailgating for the Super Bowl of MLS because wow. USC is playing, I assume, like Arizona State. Wow. Um, so, you know, just if you're wondering. Oh, who is it? Uh, oh, it's up today. And uh, I thought, and I thought that like, the sport of football slash soccer was making progress in the United States. Just what I like, think. It's, it's, just it's what I think there's hope. Yeah. Two two forward. Forward. What's back, man? It's, it's, um, be, it's better than Arizona state. Uh, they're playing Cal, which means that uh, there's a game's going to be, oh, that game's over now. That game's over now. <laughs> there's a 50, 50 chance that any of the Cal fans tailgating in the parking lot, just go to the elevator. <laughs> that's like, that's what, that's what it should be. Like we should just like, Guys, just like if you're if you're an LAFC fan, just like instead of wearing black and gold, just put on some like blue and gold. Oh, they can't do that because those are galaxy colors. Mm. Yeah. Well, they, I, I've been to a galaxy LAFC game. Like, I'm not saying that that all rivalries end in fist fights, but some do. <laughs> some do. Most of them are in Southern Ew. California. 
Uh, some some of them do. And like, look, I'm not saying that that California has a monopoly on it. Certainly Michigan has some fun. But like, it's shocking the amount of California rivalries I can't take my children to. Because, um, you know, like I can't take my kids to a Dodgers Giants game. My kids are two and a half and girls. The fact that I can't is a problem. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but what's not a problem, dear listener, is the fact that Spurs are through to the round of 16 and Arsenal are playing in some third rate competition that nobody can watch unless you have Paramount Plus, in which case you guys. Nice, nice segue. And way Thanks. to also sh- inadvertently shit on one of our sponsors. That was cool. I, I brought it back. I brought it back. I brought it you back. You insulted them. You said that you gave them a stray. Sorry, Paramount Plus. We love you. Um, you can find uh, our, yeah, you can find our, our panelist and all around good guy, Josh, on Twitter at Josh Bedenock. Um, you can find my co-host, uh, Napoleon Gregg, at, on Twitter at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. You can find me at Diamonds Esquire. You can also find me usually, but it's sometimes one of them uh, on the main account at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, occasionally, uh, Angus, Nerd Angus, who's, who's on here fairly often, will unload a clip. And on, on, on some people, uh, he had a really, uh, extensive thread the other day. If you want to go check that out. Um, he, yeah, special- he just charges himself up for six months at a time and then unloads on one person and then disappears <laughs> back into the, the podcast, the podcast ethos. Um, so, uh, we, uh, we don't have an Instagram. I don't have a joke for it. My neck hurts. Oh God. Angus is podcast pit. <laughs> um, Please, uh, please like, subscribe, share. Uh, special thank you to our sponsors. I forgot that. Special thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Wire decides to put in, Paramount Plus, and I'm going to speak this one into his ex- existence. Speaking it into existence, smear off ice. Um, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local California rivalry haver. Um, obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much, and we will see you next time. Smear off ice is so appropriate. <laughs> Podcast Network.